You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Permission To. I am so excited because today we have another guest interview and I am chatting to the really inspiring and super knowledgeable Yara Hearing. So Yara is a Perth psychologist who works exclusively with women throughout conception, pregnancy and mother. She started life after birth psychology following the birth of her first son, which started her on her own journey of self-discovery. Her experiences throughout early motherhood sparked her passion to support other women as they navigate their own family of origin dynamics. The social programming of the good mother, relationship changes with those around them, identity shifts and role changes to find their place of balance and authenticity as mothers. And I invited Yara to speak with us about permission to feel anger because I watched this amazing video of her just really showing um, in a really safe way how to express anger physically as women. And it really inspired me. And I thought that you would love to hear from her. So let's dive in. Okay, so I'm sure you've noticed this too. Like, I kind of feel like anger is one of the most like shameful avoided emotions, um, particularly for women. Mm. So I was just curious, like, why do you think women need permission to feel anger and what stops us from like feeling it and processing it? Mm. Gosh, yes. Well, um, why do we need to feel anger? Well, the reason why we need to feel anger is because it's part of the human emotional mm. experience. And we as humans, in order to be sort of thriving in life in order to be balanced. And I mean balanced, not just in how we are engaging in the world, but also in our nervous system, because our nervous system, you know, impacts so much of our lived experience. Mm-hmm. In order for us to have that, we need to be able to um, sit with, to be with, to feel, and to be able to express in healthy ways, all of the emotions that we have. And so anger really is just another one of those. It's no different mm. to really any of the other uh you know, emotions that we have. I think the difficulty for women in particular with experiencing emotion is not emotion, rather anger, is is that we have been conditioned for a really long time to not be angry because that's not the the socially accepted way to be a good woman. It's not the socially Mm -hmm. accepted way to be a good girl. And it's really not the socially accepted um, right way to be a good mother, right? And so we have these constraints that are put on us by our society and our culture that we you know, exist within. And that really forces us to suppress the way that we may feel. And that's not just anger. There are other emotions that I think women suppress as well in order to come across as this well put together, friendly, you know, kind, always happy to do for others um, kind of person, right? So we suppress actually a lot of different um, emotional experiences. And what happens when we do that is that we actually end up in distress because 
um, what we, you know, the things that we experience day to day and the emotions that we feel as a result of that, all of that is stored in, is carried in and expressed within our body, within our nervous system. And so when we are carrying around anger, for example, that we haven't been able to process and express in a healthy way um, in our bodies or, or otherwise, what actually happens is that we're creating this kind of pressure system within our being, within our physiological body, but also within our spiritual and within our sort of mental or psychological um, selves. And eventually what happens is that does come out in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And it's not just that it comes out through um, expressions of anger that maybe are in misalignment with how we want to be, but also in terms of our health. So there's a lot of um, research out there that actually shows how negatively uh, anger impacts our health. So in terms of like, you know, heart conditions and heart disease, um, you know, all sorts of things and, and including obviously mental health as well. So it's a really, really bad thing <laughs> to get yeah. all that anger stored up. And I think also at the same time is I really want to, you know, I want women to be gentle with themselves if they're hearing this, because, you know, for most of us, by the time we come to understand the importance of of being able to express anger, we have been conditioned for such a long time to not do that. And mm. so it's not that it's any failing of ours. It's not because we're, you know, not strong enough or anything like that. It's actually just that we've been conditioned for a really long time. And, and so it's really difficult to actually come out of that um, and to come to accept that. And I think like what you're doing, Yara, is so powerful because the reason I invited you on here to talk about anger was because I saw this video of you like really showing yourself expressing your anger but it was in a very what I consider like very controlled very healthy way and it's mm. almost like that permission giving of like yeah that it is okay to have anger and to let it out mm. and I can think about um a personal experience I had when um I did this gestalt training course in Perth mm. and um it was kind of like personal work but also learning to be a therapist as well and I remember like just being really inspired by some of the people in that group who were like, they had like really creative, really amazing ways of expressing anger. Mm. Uh, and one thing I learned was to like go in the car. This is how I express my anger now. Mm. If I really need to, like I will just go in the car and like have a little rage out, like scream and just get it all out. How but I never would have thought to do that <laughs> if like someone hadn't kind of showed me and almost given me permission, like mm. to do yeah. it. So absolutely. Yeah. It honestly is the best. And I think that, and I also think like it's not, I think that also like, men definitely have, I think, more permission to express yeah. anger because it is more aligned with the idea of the masculine. Yeah. But I think that um, even for men, I think yeah. that many of us are trying to be very controlled in our lives. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because um, we live, you know, I'm talking about for us here in Australia yeah. and other people in very Western kind of cultures, we live in this very hyper-masculine, patriarchal mm -hmm. kind of um, world, which really values masculine traits right and so masculine traits are things like you know stability and you know so being able to stay the same all the time and being able to be very focused and not distracted and and um stability across lots of different areas including emotions right and yeah. so you know when we show anger that i think for many people um symbolizes like a lack of stability or an instability and so then that's going against this valuing of that masculine trait you know it's going against that patriarchal um 
valuing of that. And so I think it, it can feel really um, vulnerable for us mm. to actually give ourselves permission to actually let go, to not be in control, right? Because if we actually want to process what is stored in our body, right? It means actually letting go. It means we yeah. have to let go. We cannot be in control. We have to let whatever is in there come out, right? In whatever way it needs to. And so, you know, for me, um, when I did, so I did an anger workshop recently. And mm -hmm. in that workshop at the end, there was like a somatic um, release practice in there. And we didn't do kind of like screening and, and yeah. you know, well, I don't even like to call it screening because it's not screaming. It's like this guttural, deep, yeah. it reminds me of the sound you make when you're having babies. I was just going to say, <laughs> you're making me think about my birth yeah. story right now. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's yeah. the vibe, right? That's yeah. the, it's like so deep. It comes yeah. from so deep within you. Yeah. And, um, and so we didn't do that and we didn't do the punching and all of that sort of stuff only because it was online. So it yeah. was kind of, you know, many of the women who were in the group, they were mothers. And so yeah. it was just difficult. They weren't all, you know, yeah. in a in, in context where they didn't have children around them and stuff, yeah. but we did other practices. Um, and one of the things that I had to say to them was like, it's okay to let go. It's okay yeah. to look silly. It's okay that your body is not moving in this beautiful rhythmic kind of way or whatever like the whole point of this is that you're just let you're just processing what needs to come out we don't need to be controlled here and it's really it's a really hard thing to let go of when we've been conditioned for so long that we have to be perfect we've got to be controlled you know yeah. um so it is really hard but definitely i'm with you like the raging out thing has been the biggest thing um for me is has been that and i have the biggest impact in terms of my nervous system is able to sort of um, return to some sense of equilibrium when yeah. I actually do find um, space and time to really just rage out and scream and get it all out. Um, you know, and my, my, the beautiful gift that that's given me in terms of my parenting as well is that it's allowed me to give my children to um, permission to be angry mm. as well. And not yeah. just to be angry in a way that feels polite, which is like, mm -hmm. I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's not, <laughs> you know, that's not it. Like kids will show you when they're angry and with yeah. no holding back. Right. And, yeah. you know, in the past that had been really triggering for me in part because of my own history with anger in terms of the family that I grew up in um mm. you know and how anger was anger was the most frequently expressed emotion but it was expressed yeah. in really detrimental unhealthy ways yeah. and so that means that for me when i became a mother it was like oh no no anger's not safe i don't want yeah. this like no you don't scream like that no calm down like you know trying yeah. to push this down for them and for me mm. um and so doing this work for myself has also meant that i can allow my children to be angry and i don't have to shame them for that yeah. Um, we had some time recently where we were uh, in Margaret River and my daughter, she's really got, she's got some fury in her when she, she's got big emotions, which is great. Like she's very yeah. expressive and, but she really directs her anger at people when she gets yeah. angry. And I picked her up one day and I said to her, you know, oh, you're so angry and it's okay that you're angry. You really mm. need to get this out, don't we? It doesn't feel mm. nice inside your body. And I said, let's go outside. And when you want to scream, just turn your head away from me. Yeah. So we went outside and she was just screaming out into the bush and I was just holding her. And then eventually, and then she had this smile on her face about halfway yeah. through. And then eventually she was like, okay, I'm done. We went huh? back inside and I went to go and start making some breakfast and her and her brother ended up in an argument and mm. she 
put down whatever she was doing, this really grouchy face, stormed her way outside and just started screaming on the deck out into the bush again. <laughs> and then and then just sat down and started playing with some sticks she found or whatever and then came back in. And I just was, and I heard her screaming and I ran out the kitchen while she was still going and looked at her in this just amazement. I was like, isn't that just incredible that she can have, she can go, I'm feeling really angry. You know, mum showed me this thing. I can still get it out, but I don't have to do it at people, you know. Yeah. And um, it just it was so powerful for me to observe that. It was just like far out. This is what a, what a like I'm yeah. thinking where I've come from to being to that point now where she is able to feel okay. Yeah. Um, not shamed about being angry and still find that she has permission from her mum or and mm. and for herself to go and actually express that. Like, I was just like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Sounds like, like a, so part of your journey with anger has been around like learning how to have a safe space for yourself mm. with anger, but then Absolutely. also um, giving that to your daughter, which is so powerful. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think what I was thinking is like, yeah, because often um, my daughter will direct her anger at me, which I find mm. really triggering as well. Yeah. The idea of actually giving her permission to direct it out outward yeah. is so much more healthy and um, yeah. powerful and healing right so yeah totally and even like you know kids can become quite physical mm -hmm. when they're angry as mm -hmm. well yeah and you know one of the things that I was telling the ladies in the um in the workshop and I tell my clients is like when they're doing that because mm -hmm. they're also you know there's also like um biological aspects that people need to understand about what's happening in the brain when people get angry and the basics is that base you, you're just not rational when you're at yeah. that point like when you're yes. flipped and you're screaming like that or you're punching yeah. like the kids are they're just not in a space where you can be rational with them. So even, you know, grabbing a pillow and just putting it in front of you so they can keep punching that. And you and if they try and get around and punch you, you move around with the pillow. So they're still able to do it. They're getting it out. You're yeah. not doing the rationalizing about you can't punch me and all the rest yeah. of it because that's just going to piss them off worse. And, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> and um, so you're giving them like they're learning through that. No, I can't punch yeah. mum, but I can punch the pillow. And then later on, you can talk about that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. What I'm thinking about, it's a little bit of a side topic, but yeah. um, I've been doing a lot of work around completing the stress cycle when I get yeah. stressed. And I, mm. I see some similarities, I want, mm. I guess, in like that you need to physically, yes. like I had a bit of a stressful morning trying to get my daughter ready for school and like Bubs was crying and I, I just had a bit of a cry. And I was like, mm. and it's interesting, then I would often carry that around for a whole day and be like, oh, I've had a terrible day. Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of had this idea that, okay, you've had a stressful morning, Sam, and now you need to complete the stress cycle and move on. Mm -hmm. And so I turned on a song and I danced it. And you know what you said about like not being worried about what your body looks like. Yes. I danced in this real, like, I've just got to shake this stress out. Yes. Um, and I, I had such a better day after I did that. And I was mm. just curious if you see any like parallels between mm. stress and anger and that that need for like the physicalness to, to Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. the way that I um, view this, so I, I do a lot of the work, well, a lot of the work that I do is really somatic based and really, yeah. um, so it's a very bottom up approach in, yeah. in opposition to a top down, which is basically doing all the thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, anger, anger is just a, a manifestation of fight or flight. That's what that yeah. is. And fight or flight means that your nervous system mm. um, is detecting threat and stress is another type of threat. So stress also we react with fight or flight, which is why yeah. 
um, when we have a lot on our plate and we're very stressed out, we can be more angry at those yes. times as well because we lose our patience, we have less resources, our nervous system is not responding with as much flexibility as is required in order for us to be responding to challenge in more effective ways or with more other kinds of resources, right? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so completing the stress cycle, it's the same as trauma work. It just yeah. basically means that when you experience something that your nervous system responds to, if you don't have an opportunity to actually complete that cycle and to process that for your body to process it, mm. it just gets stuck there. You get stuck yeah. in that place. And in terms of anger, what that means, and even stress, is that it just builds. Yeah. It just continues building and building. So it's like, you know, if you, for you, if you didn't complete that stress cycle yeah. that day, it's yeah. like, imagine that you're carrying a backpack and you just yeah. put that bit of stress in there mm. and then you go about your day and then something else stresses you out. So you throw that in the backpack and you keep going. And what's happening in that process is that the nervous system is losing flexibility the more we do that. And what yeah. I mean by flexibility is that if we think about, um, uh, so from polyvagal theory, they kind of talk about um, this sort of hierarchy in the nervous system. And mm -hmm. so when we are in our green zone, it's kind of like we're able to socialize, we're able to respond to challenges that exist. And what that looks like is that we're, you know, it's kind of like window of tolerance stuff. So we're moving, yeah. dipping in and out of that throughout the day when small challenges happen. And then we're able to come back to a balanced sort of homeostasis yeah. kind of place. Um, when there are things that are too outside of that for us to deal with, we respond with either activation into this fight or flight, mm. which is like obviously running away, getting angry, whatever. And there's also actually in fight or flight, we also have fawn, which is like people who ap apparently are smiling on the outside and looking fine, but yeah. inside their nervous system is totally showing this fight or flight kind of activation. Or we go into the freeze response, which is, you know, um, where we just kind of have a shutdown, we might dissociate people with depression, you know, that that's what that looks like, basically. And so when we have this backpack that we're carrying around full of our stress response or angry experiences that we haven't allowed to be expressed, mm. what happens is, is that because that's, we're talking about fight or flight there, we kind of get stuck there, we get stuck yes. outside of that window of tolerance. And then we find that we are in this kind of like anger or rage cycle where everything's yeah. just pissing us off and we yeah. can't deal with anything and like the smallest thing and we're going, what's wrong with me? You know, like, and it's the same as with stress. So the more stress we experience um, that we don't actually have ways to manage and deal with, they just, you sort of stay stuck there. So you're sort of moving outside of that window of tolerance more and more kind of get stuck there and then you end up responding in that way to many more things you know throughout mm -hmm. your day I think everyone so, could yeah. relate to that like sometimes it's just you know you're having a stressful day and then mm. something really small happens and it just tips you over the edge and it's something that you wouldn't usually yes actually right like the example I often use with my clients or the, the metaphor is like if you've got a bathtub that's like full to the very brim with water, it only takes mm. one drop of water for it to start overflowing. Yes. yes. And that's generally how I see a lot of our emotions. Like if we yes. don't find a way to, to release them, then, yeah. you know, it might be that one car that pulls in front of you and you usually don't get road rage, but because mm. like there's been a buildup of anger right. and stress. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why it's just so important to, you know, find a way that works for you to release stress. And that, and that can look like, so there's sort of two things as well. Like, so when we're talking about anger, there's like um, what you do in the moment in terms mm -hmm. of how do we manage anger once yeah. we realize that we've already gone over the edge, right? Mm -hmm. or, that we're, or that we're noticing that it's coming up, 
What do yeah. we do in that moment? But then also, what do you do in your day to day that actually means that you're um, returning your nervous system back into the green zone on a regular yeah. basis so that it has that flexibility maintained as well. So, you know, and in that space, it's like those things might look like um, for some people, yoga, I did yoga on Tuesday and I just was like, oh my God, I never want to leave. Oh. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> so I haven't done it in a while. So yeah. that um, for me, it's breath work and that's what I do with my clients and in my groups and things. Um, and breath work is just so incredibly powerful for the nervous system because it's direct access to your nervous system. Mm -hmm. So the breath has a direct access to what happens in this um, fight or flight or, you know, being in the social engagement zone or being in that freeze response. So it's beautiful. Um, you know, one of the things that works really well for me is if I'm regularly exercising, I'm just so much better in my mood. Yes. And there's a established um, there's established evidence around that. It's a dose response, you know, relationship. So um, you know, so what are we doing that's actually allowing us to manage the stress that we have day to day or to manage the frustrations that we have if we're parents, for example, you know, what are we doing to manage that? Um, what's, and it, obviously needing it to be adaptive, so healthy, you know, yeah. coping strategies for those things. Yeah. So it's kind of like the day-to-day -day stuff that you do and then mm. also how you actually respond in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so could you talk us through like, you know, things that we could do or tools that we could use to support mm. ourselves when we actually recognize that we've tipped over the edge and that anger mm. is like starting to spill out. Yeah. So one of the um, one of the key things about dealing with this is actually having the ability to be able to notice that you're actually becoming angry in the body. Yes. So um, so body attunement is just such a big part of my work. So this just means that um, what I often get clients to do is start to um, some of them actually set reminders in their phone. So it might be like three times a day, you get a little, you know, alarm that goes off on your phone that says check in with your body, right? Mm -hmm. So that's just very simply stopping and saying, how am I feeling right now? How is my breath right now? What, what could I need right now that would make things feel more nourished for me right in this moment? So that might literally be, I need a drink of water or I need to go to the toilet or I need something to eat, you know, things like that. So we're, we're so used to going so fast and trying to get everything done that we are so disconnected actually from our bodies and, what, and the information that our bodies are providing us with. And that's really important for anger because the, some of the first things that people notice when they really start to become attuned to their anger is the bodily sensations of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So whether that's, um, you know, for me, I really notice like a heat that starts to come up over my body and I almost feel like skin crawly, like I just want to get out of the situation. And that's a bit of that fight or flighty kind of um, energy. Yeah. Um, so I notice that I really notice my heart rate and I notice that I start breathing more shallow. Mm -hmm. So those are really important noticing what your signals are that are leading to anger and then noticing as well what's actually happening in your mind so what's mm -hmm. the story that you're making about what's happening in the moment um, because that's a huge one for me and has a lot of relevance to my history and for most people it will have a lot of relevance to their mm -hmm. history right so mm -hmm. you know how you make meaning about when things are not going well often yeah. is linked to what's happened for you in your history so what's happened in your childhood and other experiences and stuff so for me you know, in terms of my parenting in particular, because that's yeah. where my anger shows up the, the most, yeah, is, um, <laughs> is um, you know, I'm, I'm noticing then, okay, I'm, I'm picking up that right now I'm making sense of this as no one is valuing me, mm. right? So my kids aren't listening or they're not getting their socks on fast enough or whatever, right? It always comes back to like, I'm not being heard, I'm not being seen, right? But the reality is, 
in the moment what's happening is that that's completely developmentally appropriate for my kid. Um, I just need to maybe get down on their level. I need to change up how I'm doing this. I need to give them, like there's all these other things that are going on. It's nothing to do with no one not caring about me or anything like that, right? But so in the moment, this is what we need to be aware of, right? Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. first thing though, I'll just sort of backtrack a bit there. The first thing, once we notice that we're getting angry, so however it is that we've gotten those cues is I like people to take um, some slow breathing, right? To take some slow breaths. And I know a lot of people do kind of box breathing, which is like normally it's like four, 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 four in terms of inhale and exhale. But I actually think that that might be a bit short. So I actually tell people to aim for eight. If you fall short of that, that's fine. But at least we're going for as long as we can. And in particular, it's the exhale that really has an impact on the nervous system and on the sort of vagal nerve. So we really want to slow down our out breath in particular. And if you can spend 30 seconds to a minute doing that, Um, that will regulate you enough that you can do the thinking that comes next, which is what am I, you know, how am I making meaning about this situation? Okay, do I need, what do I need to tell myself right now so that I can move away from that meaning making, right? So for me, it might be like, that was in the past, you know, maybe I need to say a little affirmation to myself for my inner child and then return to the situation and say, what are the needs right now? you know, or, you know, your kid is having a hard time, they're not giving you a hard time, whatever it is that I need to say to be able to move myself out of making it about me, (laughs) right? And then return to that situation and say, what does the situation require right now? And that's actually, you know, I've given that example in terms of my parenting, but that's actually possible in anything. I'm thinking even in a workplace, right? You know, the way that you make meaning about the interactions that you have with other people is all shaped by experiences that you've had in your life. And there will always be a particular theme for every person and being aware of that theme is really important Um, because then we can say okay i'm having this interaction at work and i'm making sense of it like this okay what do i need to do to affirm myself or to sort of um to settle that part of me down a little bit so i can return to what needs doing you know what what needs addressing how how best can i show up here to actually resolve what's happening in this moment Mm -hmm. um and you know then i would also say for people who maybe do flip right and do go into the anger is just remember that we have repair right so um you know we we all make mistakes we're human i make mistakes every single day and i tell my kids that all the time because i want them to know they're not the only ones learning right i'm total beginner in Mm -hmm. lots of areas of my life so it's like we all make mistakes i'm going to make the repair i'm going to let them know that it wasn't their responsibility i'm going to take responsibility for that and also talk about you know, what I'm going to try and do differently next time, you know, and, you know, in terms of parenting, my kids are very good at that. They say, you didn't do your breathing, you've got to do this, you've got to stomp your feet and rub your tummy, because they do this whole grounding thing at school. So, you know, that's, that's kind of um, some of the stuff that you can do in the moment. So, you know, the box breathing, you can also do like grounding stuff, which may involve literally taking yourself away from the situation. I love to go outside and take your shoes off and be on the grass, you know, or lay down and stare at the sky or, you know, whatever you need to do to give yourself a moment Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, balance out or, or kind of become a little bit more um, stabilized in that moment um, in your nervous system so that you can deal with whatever's happening in the moment. But what I will say about that is that um, in the moment when we're dealing with our anger, we're likely to not have the space necessarily to actually be able to process and allow that full completion, which you were talking about earlier. And so if we're finding, for example, that we're going through a period where we seem to be getting angry a lot, 
we can still be doing all that in the moment work, but then you're going to need to be able to allow that anger to actually be processed in your body. So whether that looks like um, breath work, whether, you know, like I really love just actual shaking. So you can do shaking for release in the nervous system too. Uh, Whether that's like non-linear movement type work, whether it's yoga, whether it's doing your exercise, whether it's having a massive rage session in your bedroom, which I do once in a while, like you're going to need to do that because that's otherwise just in the backpack. Like you've dealt with it in the moment, but you're still, it's still there if you don't actually allow that, that cycle to complete. So yeah. Completing the cycle is so important. And uh, yeah, I think like all humans lose their temper and yes it's so true like we need to be able to model that like I lost my temper at my daughter Mm. I think um Monday morning and and I Mm. was I just straight away was like look I'm really sorry I was just feeling really stressed and overwhelmed and and yeah like I think it is important to model that like we're human we make mistakes you know I'll try not to do it again and yeah um absolutely maybe just talking about it more openly too amongst other women right totally totally yeah absolutely it's such a um an important thing absolutely and I think um oh what was I going to say I just lost my train of thought Oh, it's gone. If it comes back to me, I'll come, I'll come back to it. <laughs> Let me know if it comes back. That happens to me all the time. Actually, I could relate a lot to what you were saying. I was thinking um, when I most often feel anger, it is, again, um, a, a mama moment for me. Mm. Uh, it's in my relationship to my to my children. But, um, yeah, it's a, got a lot to do with how I was parented as well. Like my parents were very strict, very black and white when I was mm. a child. So you don't mm-hmm. question you, know, yes. you never questioned if it was a no, but mm. I've made a conscious effort to raise my daughter to, you know, to have that sense of power and mm. and voice. But sometimes when she uses it and it feels like it's too much for me, yes, I think it brings back up that thing of, well, you know, you're the child and I'm the adult. Yes, yes. So it's so interesting, even though I've chosen yeah. to parent differently and to have a different set of beliefs, mm. when I'm dysregulated, like I actually go back mm. to how I was parented and like. Totally, of course. Yeah. And I think for parents who um, who are choosing to raise their children in very different ways to the way that they are raised, they are, they are the parents that have to do the most inner work because yeah. you have to be very aware and very conscious of what you are doing, how you're speaking, um, what you're projecting, you know, like what yeah. what is the um, what's what's the process that's happening within that relationship between you and your child what is it bringing up for you what are you seeing that isn't actually theirs right there's so much of that work to do when you are consciously bringing up your children different to the way that you've been raised and also I just also wanted to say that you know in the case of mothers specifically um it's not I think that people also you know they get almost surprised and I, and it doesn't make sense they get surprised about mothers feeling angry or the extent mm. to which mothers feel angry because there is this re- unrealistic expectation that mothers because they're caregiving and they love their children they love being yeah. a mother and all this bullshit right mm-hmm. that that they just don't get angry because if you yeah. loved your children and blah blah then why would, would you go to be angry about and and what I also always love to say to mothers is you have every reason to be angry. Mm. You have every reason to be angry and to be angry a lot. There are yeah. many injustices yeah. in terms of being a mother in the world that we live in. Yeah. And that's on top of the amount of things that you are trying to do. And being a modern mother, it's like the level of awareness about all of these different things that you have to be watching out for, for your children and for you and blah, blah. like it's, it's a lot, right? Yeah. And, um, 
you know, then you add in if you're a mother that's working as well, like there is that there is a lot going on for us as mothers. And what that means is that our nervous systems are at capacity, if not yeah. overwhelmed a lot of the time. And so I think that many of us just need to remember and be gentle with ourselves and know that there is so much um, that we are carrying, that it is no surprise that mothers in particular are feeling angry a lot of the time. But I think also that that's also a signal and an indication that we may need to look at what's happening in our lives and say, is this the most nourished way that my life could look like what, you know, what other things can I look at? And so in my um, in my workshop, we talk about like the hierarchy of needs for mothers. And we, yes. and so coming back to that and saying, well, you know, what actually matters in this mothering experience of mine? Like, what do I want it to look like rather than all these other expectations that I'm, you know, living up to that are making me feel depleted and resentful. Right. Yes. So just it's, another. Um, mm. Yeah. What that made me think of is, what, what helped me a lot, and I think this is very supportive for my coaching clients as well, is like looking at your anger as a communication tool. Totally. Like actually, yeah. okay, when I'm angry, what mm. else is going on? Like mm. is there a pattern to my anger as well? Like, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, anger doesn't come from nowhere. It's absolutely, yeah. it's a message to you yeah. about you've got needs that desperately need meeting. You need yes. to let go of some stuff. You need stronger boundaries. You need to communicate your needs more effectively. Like there's so many, you know, you need to deal with emotions that you haven't from your past. Like there, there are so many things that the anger is communicating. And yeah. it's so important that we actually tune into that because if we don't, then we end up in the constant cycle of actually you know, being angry. Yeah. And that's why we need to release that shame and that guilt, because Mm. if we go into that shame and that guilt of, oh, I'm a bad person because I got angry today, Mm. then we miss the opportunity to learn from it. Right. Totally. It it is a total cycle. So thank you so much for coming on here and like normalizing anger and (laughs) letting us all know that like, yeah, it's just a huge part of the human experience. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I would totally. love to know, how can people find out more about your work and are there any opportunities coming up for people to work with you? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram and my handle is Life After Birth Psychology. Uh, I also have a website, which is www.lifeafterbirth.com.au. And in terms of working with me, I am unfortunately full with one-on-one clients, but I do have a very in-depth anger workshop, which is self-paced that you can purchase online. And it's like, I think it's about four hours or something long. And it includes somatic practices and a full rundown of like the background of where anger comes from, nervous system stuff, like, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot in there for you to sink your teeth into. So I designed that specifically for mothers, but if you are someone who's experiencing challenge with anger, it's it, all of it is applicable to yeah. anyone that's a human. So, um, so you can definitely have a look there. I also do run an online group for mothers called the Rebirth, um, which is a group that looks at uh, move, helping mothers move from kind of this space of surviving and feeling overwhelmed to moving into sort of a thriving, and that involves looking at their background, their history, social kind of influences, the nervous system, like lots of different things like that. Um, and there is a wait list for that. So you can actually find the link for that in um, my on my Instagram page. There's a wait list for the next round um, for that, which will be coming later in the year there as well exciting we'll put the link below in the show notes as well so people can find it easily well thank you so much that was just like um i hope everyone gets as much out of it as i did because i know i just feel like very uh 
I don't know, affirmed. I yes. feel like, yeah, something yeah. about it's it's very honouring to talk about anger and to acknowledge that mm. it exists. So yeah. thank you so much. Beautiful. No worries. Thank you so much, Sam.